2: miss something from the Todd Feinberg show listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast
4: good afternoon WTIC Don calling from Tallinn let's talk to Don thank you sir for the call
5: hi uh, I guess I just wanted to lay a little groundwork uh, I've lived and work in Connecticut my whole life and uh, I'm 75 and I'm still working a full-time job so um, I, um, I guess as I've seen the, I, I call it like the economic, uh, non growth of what we're going through in this state mm-hmm. year after year after year. Um, but my daughter graduated from Collin high and she, she, wanted to go away to school. She went and graduated from UNC and then gra- uh, called me and said, what do you want me to do now? And I said, go back to school. So she now lives and works in North Carolina and uh, she um, has uh, built her life there. And Don, we're sure, down, we don't have
4: a ton of time, so if you yeah, can get to the well, point where, where quickly, it I'm going it'd be good. to,
5: it, it, yeah, what I'm trying to uh, drive at is the gentleman that was talking from the newspaper about the infrastructure and, and money spent at, at Better Elsewhere. Yes. Uh, when, you, when you go to the Carolinas and you see the economic growth Room they have down there and the building that's going on the infrastructure is meeting that all the roads the highways the the neighborhoods the um the uh subdivisions for the new housing um it's 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 a total difference than um yes but so is the here. tax
4: level everybody i get a phone call from who, who lives in the carolinas talks about how beautiful the weather is and how low the taxes are and yeah. so the thing that is already a problem in the state is high taxation, and their response to it is always to spend more money that doesn't exist. And so, yeah. right. so that's a problem. We can't do that, Don. Thank you for the call. If you want to wait and finish your point, you can. But we have to take another break. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Yeah, we're gonna get a uh, weather. No traffic today because of the holidays. So I don't mean that there aren't cars on the road, but we don't. We're not doing traffic reports today. But we will have weather and a quick break and talk more coming up on WTIC.
2: It's the Todd Feinberg Show live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
4: All right, so Don didn't hang around, and we've got rants. So I would suggest, if it's okay with you, that it's time for us to get our rants going so we can start listening to him and hey. responding to them. How's that sound? Wait, wait. Is this loud enough?
6: Hey, it's Frank from Southern. Thank you, Todd. All right, Frank. My rant is. This poor woman in Bristol, her, her business was ran by a police SUV stolen. The guy was on in trouble. Guess what? So what she stuck with now, she's got destruction in her property. The, the government has a destruction of a vehicle and who's paying for this. The family of that individual that caused that damage should be responsible for paying it back, not the taxpayer, the people, you work a job, you give him a job. He has to earn it back. Don't throw him in jail, make him work, make him pay it back. And that's what we have to do to society. Cause you know what? I lived in Japan for a year and found out if you did a crime and you hurt somebody, your whole family was embarrassed. They are upset.
4: Yeah, but do they know? pay it
6: back? And, and, and you were in trouble. You embarrassed the family. But in this country, it's like, Whoa. well, send me another joint. You know, this, this this state is stupid. I'm sorry. You're responsible for what you do. You have to pay your dues for what you do. That's the way it should be.
4: Thank you. Well, thank you. What do you think about that? Do you agree that we should... um, What do you call that? Shun or stigmatize socially the families of people who commit crimes? That would certainly be better than where we are now, where there does seem to be this glorification that goes on of people who do the wrong thing. We are so fast to want to make into celebrities or victims or what have you listen to stories of victimhood you know we were talking earlier about the um how dangerous victimhood is or or anger or whatever you can you can find gratification in an identity that is that is based on bad things in your life and if you can turn the bad things into your in your life into something that you find rewarding well then you've gotten into a cycle where you keep doing the thing that doesn't work for you. And you keep doing it with, uh, with maybe obsessive behavior. We seem to be encouraging that whole idea of making celebrities or finding a way to reward people for their failures or bad behavior. Instead of the opposite, we used to do the opposite. For sure. Uh, Good afternoon, ladies and
5: gentlemen.
7: Uh, I'm calling the Foodie Food Show and uh, (laughs) I got disconnected. So uh, I know you've had trouble with your phones there and your radio. They're all better now. Up there, fancy and shiny up there, sparkling on the hill. Anyways, I like Brussels sprouts. Yeah, because you can cut them in half and peel a few bills off that big ball of cash. (laughs) Yeah, oh, I love
5: Brussels sprouts.
7: Anyways, uh, think about that, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Don't forget to pay your taxes. To delete,
4: message marked for deletion. Brussels sprouts are very much like a wad of cash, aren't they? (laughs) I never thought about that before. But, you know, that's a creative governor, Ned Lamont, who thinks about vegetables, and it reminds him of of the loot that he was born with, blessed to have been born so filthy rich with. He didn't have to win any, any lotteries where you pay three bucks or whatever. He, he, he won the life lottery, which, of course, I don't think is a victory. I think it's a cruelty. And, and develops um, people devoid of character and and needy people who don't ever have to confront it. You know, it's an awful thing to live life without necessity, without cause and effect. Terrible thing to do to anybody. Unless, of course, you're a, um, a lottery winner at whatever age. Then hopefully you're sophisticated enough, mature enough to handle it.
7: Joe wasn't running for president and Kamala wasn't running for vice president. In 2020, the Democrat establishment knew Bernie Sanders was unelectable. Mm -hmm. So the ideal candidates were a trackable person who might not last the full term as president and an extreme leftist as a running mate. Biden and Harris were perfect. Harris was unelectable as president because of her far-left politics and because she was relatively unknown. Still, she would assume the presidency if Biden stepped down, was removed from office, or passed away. Harris will have an advantage as a candidate for president in 2024 if Biden manages to last four years and isn't allowed to run in 2024. It was a dreamy combination for the Democrat establishment. The grand scheme became apparent when I saw Harris's Biden's running me, though I feared they might be elected. I did stand it off. The Democratic Party establishment's political prowess, but was shocked that they're nominating Biden to be embarrassed. Now there's politics at its in its lowest form.
4: Wow, that's pretty uh that's a pretty jaded view. I not that I object to jaded, but because it is a horrible depraved industry politics but i don't buy the theory that um, this was all this was all dreamed up you know have put an old guy in so you can get rid of him and put kamala harris in well who benefits from kamala harris being in office as opposed to joe biden what exactly is the upside for anybody i you know th- there are legitimate reason or non-conspiracy theory reasons to understand that Joe Biden was a good candidate because he was so innocuous and safe and a good alternative right after Donald Trump and that Kamala Harris provided a link to the minority voters who are so essential to Democrats in order to win elections but for whom they provide so little benefit, you know, so little payoff for having, for having voted for Democrats. And Democrats are very nervous about their constituency, their minority constituencies, losing interest in voting for them as they become aware of, of to what degree Democrats are responsible for their problems rather than being their benefactors. So having minorities holding positions of power is really important to them. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. do you buy that theory that Joe Biden, it's all part of a plan that Joe Biden had to be eliminated in order order for Kamala Harris? By the way, I don't think Kamala Harris can get elected president. She's viewed as being an incompetent because she's demonstrated herself to not be able to live up to whatever position she's in, and she was a terrible candidate for president, so why would— Democrats wanna risk the White House on somebody who's proven their inability to, to win a, a presidential primary.
0: More questions for Joe and the Department of Justice. Joe is going to Delaware this weekend, what a surprise. Now has the House been completely searched by the Department of Justice and the FBI for any more classified documents? Also, Hunter listed this house as his address in 2018 and 2019. Does he still have a key to get inside? And also, where are the log books for visitors and does it even exist? This has always been a question that people who may see the president in Delaware never register anywhere. There are still so many questions to be answered
4: Yes, but, but, you know, I don't know that, I don't know that those questions are particularly complicated. I don't. I, I think they know the answer to those questions. If you provide protection to somebody, you know who went there, you know when they went there. You can start to put these things back together. 860 9842 You can put the pieces together and understand. Mike's calling from Plainville. What's up, Mike?
8: You sound a lot younger on this new HD radio system. I like it. Do we have an HD radio system? I don't know, but you're almost as young as I am. <laughs>
4: I gotta... And I'm, I'm happy to have found the Fountain of Youth that you located <laughs> previously.
8: I, I'll i tell you, I, TV news, radio news, I'm getting away from it. I've just heard enough about everything's out of, out of balance, just like the country. I mean, they make a big deal. It's it, it's good that this NFL player has recovered from his injuries, but every day they talked about it like he was
4: uh, like he was what the whole, story,
8: the whole story was over overemphasized. There was too much exposure.
4: Well, listen, if they can if they can um, if they can elevate a personal interest story into the biggest news there is, that leaves yeah, but, the biggest news there is uncovered, doesn't it?
8: What about with all the social problems we have, the homeless people in in my town, in Bristol, in Britain, everywhere, in Hartford?
4: Nobody wants to pay the political price, so they pump up the stories that don't
8: point a finger at them. This state has so much money. We're social services. If If I work for social services, I'd be out there day and night. I'd be looking for these people, trying to help them out, find a place to live. I don't think they're breaking their backs out there at night looking for these people and trying to help them out.
4: Yeah, I got the same feeling. All right, Mike, thank you for that. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. It's Mike in Plainville, 860 522 9842. The rant line number 751
6: 4698. Next rant. Good afternoon. Todd, what happened to the new party?
4: We are developing. Are being
6: destroyed it. by a government.
4: Not our government. Hey,
6: I want to know what is going to be to happen when the government cannot pay the interest on our debt anymore. I think we're headed to a great depression in the United States, and it's going to lead to a great depression all over the world. And we just have to start from ground zero. And I don't mind stuffing envelopes. Uh,
4: Thank you. No, I'm with you. I I, I appreciate the question on on the political party. I've I've floated the idea of starting a political party, which is something I want to do. I want to start a political party which will support, will be pro-American constitution, will spell out quite specifically what a constitutional government would be and why we have to have one. So this is uh, percolating. This idea is percolating. We're interviewing a lot of people about their vision for the way we would structure the American system moving forward so that it could be constitutional, but more um, more devoted to maintaining the the small government aspect, which is vital to having freedom. We don't have freedom if all our money is used to win elections with, which is what they do now with public policy. All public policy is is uh, devised in such a way as to cause money to flow into the pockets of of uh, voters of the party in power that's just how it works and somebody was talking about earlier about a caller was uh, don called to, to to offer his support for the idea of of going ahead with the 17 billion dollar plan i.e. unaffordable plan to build new roadways to correct the horrible roadways they built last time they spent billions of dollars that doesn't exist to build roadways. And I think we just have to get out of that pattern. There is no money in the state of Connecticut to spend $17 billion. But if you want to buy votes as a way of winning elections, you always buy votes now and worry about how to pay for them later. And that increases the debt that makes things worse, not better.
7: And that's how it works. I need to clarify or help someone help me understand what's going on with this Biden document thing here. What's your problem? Why Are we going right to the scene where there's lawyers Mm -hmm. digging through all his stuff? Okay. I mean, bunch of guys are just hanging out in the garage, checking out the vet and Someone kicked a box and a document flew across the floor. Whoa, we better tell someone about this.
4: this All right, so this is good. This is a good question. What is going on? Why are they investigating? Like, why did the first document get found? Why were those lawyers of the president so supposedly packing up his office, his transition office out of the vice presidency? This is years these documents have been sitting there. Why are they doing it?
7: Good question. Whoa, we better tell someone about this. Is this what we're supposed to believe? Like, what were the lawyers doing there in the first place? You know what I mean? They're jumping right to this. Oh, man. It's ridiculous how stupid they think people are. And I guess we are. But another thing is the pictures I've seen of his vet in the background, his garage, it's a mess. That's all you got to know. Look at a man's garage, and you'll know a lot about him. Thank you guys. You do a great job.
4: Really? You will judge me by the amount of crud we have packed up, stored in the garage, which by the way, we never planned to put a car in. You want to judge us for that? Really? Come on, man.
7: Hey Todd, it's John from Rocky Hill. I heard on the news that we had 30, million dollars put aside for the school lunch lunch program. Oh, isn't that wonderful?
4: Isn't that wonderful? And that
7: was a uh, gift from the government. Um, Now we're thinking about funding that full time. Um, My question is, are these kids orphans? Um, Don't they have parents? And Don't their parents, and even if their parents are on government aid, don't they get money to feed these kids? No one fed my kids. I fed my kids. I just don't think it's right that we just keep opening up these new programs and giving more and more money. And it's killing us.
5: It is. Thanks,
7: Todd.
4: Well, that's what they want us is dead, or they want themselves alive, and they don't care if that kills us. Eight six oh five two two nine eight four two. We'll get a news update and we got a half hour of fun coming. Mike Leibowitz will be here and we'll play more rants and take some phone calls coming up on WTIC. Miss
7: his karate lessons might
2: not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya!
7: And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician.
2: something from the Todd Feinberg Show, listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
4: WTIC, thanks for being here. Leibowitz is in the studio, so is Vincenzo. Let me see if I can get Vinny on here. I don't know which mic is. Want to say hi, Vinny, into the microphone? Want to say hi? Go ahead, say something loud. Can you make a loud noise into the microphone? That's a good sound. Do you want to say wow again?
2: Wow yeah. again.
4: He's testing out the microphone. He's got a future, I think, in the radio I business, so, so we too. want so we want to get him started. Get next to the microphone,
9: Mike. Yeah, he fell in love with the microphone the second he saw Can't blame
4: it. him. That's how I felt. I was his, no, I was like two years old when I fell in love with microphones. Come on. Yeah.
9: I don't know if I believe that, Todd. You're an honest guy, but this might be- you know, Two years shenanigans. old. Shenanigans.
4: I used to have a tape, I don't know what happened to it, of my father introducing me to a tape recorder when I was two.
9: Well, once you get in front of one of these things, you never want to leave. There
4: is a certain, for, for the right person, you know, it doesn't connect for everybody, but um, it could be that Vinny will always be a uh, a radio guy.
9: I certainly hope so.
4: So did you hear Jason earlier? Michael was on Jason's podcast, who was here first hour, Jason Scalara. And uh, how did you, you didn't hear the whole thing, but you heard some, right? I didn't hear the whole
9: thing because I had to get something to eat. But from what I heard, I was impressed. He's obviously a bright kid. He's done a lot of studying on the subject matter for which he, you know, wants to make a living. So I think the sky's the limit for him. Yeah.
4: It's exciting to hear somebody who's that... um, Attached to the, to to what they're doing, you know, who feels it so deeply.
9: Yeah, it's it's a good thing, especially at such a young age. I didn't really learn what I wanted to do till I was about forty. Till ten minutes ago. So. Well, well, I think three years ago when I met you, once I came across you, and I knew what I wanted to do for a living. It made it real. Yes, it did. It made That's it cool. Great.
4: But imagine if you'd been doing it twenty five years already.
9: Well. Uh, then I wouldn't have spent all that time in prison. So, But then again, had that been the case, maybe I would have never met you. No,
4: but they they could have had a prison radio station, and you you could have been a talk host there.
9: They could have, but what about the friendship? The friendship I've got from Brent McCall, the friendship I got from Well, I'm just
4: saying, then you might have... then you might have fallen in love with it and had some experience already. That's all. I,
9: I, I may have, but I think it's worth it because oh, I've got my, be, my, my beautiful girlfriend. I've got my friend Todd, and I've got my and friend And you've got Brent, Vincenzo here. And I've got Vincenzo here, and my friend Subby at home, and Jason. So I think things are going all right.
4: Vinny's still <laughs> talking good stuff. You yeah. want to say wow, Vinny? Woo! Woo. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a... What are we going to get? We're going to get a weather report and a quick break and continue the conversation. Lebo is here, coming up on WTIC.
2: Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC, News Talk 1080.
4: All right, all right. Vinny went in the other room, but Lebowitz stayed here. Mike Lebowitz is here. And uh, we're going to chat. If you want to jump in, you can. 860-522-9842. So what did you say the
9: topic is? Well, I've been thinking a lot about how most of what's covered in the news and most of what gains parlance in talk radio circles and opinion circles, I think, are largely distractions. Distractions from what really matters. Like we have this whole thing with Trump had classified documents and Biden's got classified documents. And I'm in no way suggesting that's not serious. I just think that out of it's all noise, of them,
4: considering it, yes. all the all the real problems we have, yeah. I, and if you think of the disasters that our polit- political class create for us, if they can have fights over, um, over you know, defending themselves of accusations of having classified documents in, inappropriately, that's a win for them.
9: Yeah. And is there any doubt that Clinton, Bush, and Carter, Obama also have documents somewhere that they're not supposed to have? It, I'm pretty sure they do. And the thing is, is ultimately, what does it matter? Trump's a big government guy. Biden's a big government guy. I really don't care what happens to either one of them. But in the meantime, we've got a national debt that's over $31 trillion. We've got a failed war on drugs. We've got taxation in the high bracket, I think, is up around 37% regulation all over the place. The Federal Reserve has created massive inflation. And yet we're talking about documents being found in, I don't know, Biden's garage or whatever. It's just unimportant.
4: Yes. I think most of the stuff, I mean, this is even, this is at least a story about politics. When you, if you watch a newscast that's supposedly serious, there's so much drivel in there that um, it's it's clear that we're not interested in serious news because somebody would provide it if we were interested. But nobody does.
9: Well, I think you do, and that's what I think is important. Another thing, lately, the other day uh, there was this stunt that was pulled by the new Republican House. I don't know if you caught it, but they voted to abolish the IRS and to do away with the income tax. Mm-hmm. And it, to me it was just reminiscent of when – when they they couldn't get it done and they kept repealing Obamacare over and over again, voting to repeal it. But then once the Republicans had the House, the Senate and the White House, all of a sudden they couldn't get it done.
4: Well, nevertheless, they do that at their own risk because it does put them on the record as believing something. And, and you know, having the House vote for something can actually have uh,
9: send, send repercussions, reverberations down through reality. Well— there may be a risk, but I also think it helps them with their base, especially in the house where they represent local districts and they don't have to represent the complete state. I think they're catering to their base without actually having to do anything for their base, which I think is what most politicians do. anyway. that's what, that's what the political parties do. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I'm in love with your idea of getting a a third political party and why I'm falling more and more in love with the idea of getting rid of government altogether. I've always been a, a small government guy, go by the Constitution, rule of law. But, but now there's an
4: imperative that everybody can see, I think, if they choose to look. And the the void, I think, that needs to be filled is that nobody's been talking about the disaster that we're in from the point of view that it's because nobody's articulating and believing in a pro-American Constitution Perspective on on reality, political reality. I mean these these parties are plundering us blind, both of them, and we
9: can't take it anymore. No, absolutely not. And you know, it's when you talk about ideas, it really rings true to me because I wonder how many people are even familiar with ideas out there that you don't need an income tax, or you don't need a federal reserve, or maybe you don't even need a federal government. Most people never hear these ideas, and then when they do hear them for the first time, they seem outlandish because they're so used to something else.
4: It's so—we are so conditioned to think somebody else has to be in charge and and that we need this power structure. And you're right. We never have considered it. It's a hard thing. It was hard for me when I first started hearing it. And it's still hard to know what the alternative way to do things is because we have—there are no examples on planet Earth of— a government that doesn't exist, governing things.
9: Well, that's true. We don't even know
4: what to call it, you know, that thing I just described.
9: Well, that's true. But we are very familiar with what's been tried. And as far as protecting our liberties, nothing that has been tried has worked. The, the Constitution, as much as I admire the founder of this country and think it was a document of pure genius, it's failed. It hasn't served the purpose of keeping the government in check.
4: Unless there is that wasn't their goal. It, unless their their goal was to simply hand us a template and in which I think they articulated that that was their goal to hand us a, a template but that nobody could guarantee it was going to work unless we would guarantee that it, yeah. it was maintained. Let's talk to uh, Dave and Brantford because he's always My a cool buddy. guy to talk with. Yes, he is Working your bro. Hey Hi, Dave. Dave.
0: Hey, how are you, Michael? Uh, I'm doing and
9: fantastic. fantastic.
0: Thanks for letting me through. Uh, Michael, I'm slightly disappointed you have soiled your hands by trying to dabble in politics. To me, it's it's a (laughs) smarmy, a smarmy thing to do with your life. And uh, if I can dream through you a little bit, which, let's face it, considering your history, that's a funny thing to say, uh, you really need to be directly engaging with young people in in the schools, maybe from about fourth grade on up. Uh, Your teaching style is so clear. You know, your English is unmistakable, the ideas you're trying to get over. And they need to hear concepts about why the Federal Reserve uh, is destructive and the cause of inflation. I know you've got the knowledge to teach that. The problem is, uh, I noticed the Catholic schools, uh, I I can do it in Brantford. It is a volunteer job. They'll let me teach science, if you ask the 8th, 7th, and 8th grade teachers. You can come in as a guest and expound mm-hmm. on uh, you know bonds in carbon molecules. And it's a little advanced for them, but it gives them the feeling they can understand this subject. It might launch them on a STEM career. Yeah. But Michael's thing is liberty-based, limited government. Uh, you need to plant those seeds in the minds of young people. And I'm just here to emphasize Michael's communication style is so clear. Yeah. Uh, I really think that the kids would maybe get onto it and i'd rather he did not engage in saying hey i'm a prisoner and you know you can have a good life after that i don't think he should be known as michael the prisoner i realize I, that you know that's what he knows the best but he's so much more than that well no I it's it.
4: at this point i think it's it's been fun for him coming out and being able to announce himself that way cuz it breaks the ice but i do agree he needs a handle that is focused on what his future is, not what his past is. What, do you have any feelings about what that would be?
0: Well, uh, I happen to know that even being a substitute teacher, you get 150 to 175 a day, 220 or 250 if you get the long-term gig. Yikes. And uh, if Michael could get another teacher uh, with the license who let him into the classroom to practice his lecturing and his style, uh, I'm not quite sure how to engage him with getting money out of it. You know, <laughs> you sort of need a, a degree to get paid, but, uh, maybe a, a good substitute would allow all the money to go to Michael. But, uh, I, I really think the young people need to hear that. And I don't know how many of them are on TIC
7: hearing his wisdom.
9: Well, Dave, uh, I think from now on, maybe instead of going by Prisoner Mike, I should go by Liberty Lebo. I think maybe that that's that's, uh, that's, got, that's, a that's, that's got a better ring. This got a better ring to it. But the, what I will say, Dave, is that there's a big difference between going into a school and teaching about ionic bonds, and teaching about liberty, because ionic bonds don't threaten the structure in which the teachers teach. Whereas you start teaching about liberty, and that threatens their existence as public school well, teachers.
0: Michael, I think the point was you teach what you know best and impart your enthusiasm to the kids. And I have yours about limited government and, uh, you know, the slight incremental changes we might make that keep from ratcheting in the wrong direction.
9: Well, maybe we could start an organization, Dave. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of freestyling here, but maybe there can be an organization started with the intent purpose of teaching kids about the concepts of liberty free markets, small government, human rights. Maybe that's something we could do. I've always thought you were a smart guy. I'd certainly love to work with you.
0: Michael, if we can get cross dressers in the classroom, reading books to little kids, we certainly can get you in there to teach the <laughs> concepts of liberty. <laughs> I, I, Dave,
9: I don't know, Dave. Your confidence <laughs> might be misplaced. And I won't be cross-dressing. I can promise you that.
0: Thanks <laughs> for the time, guys. Bye.
4: Thank, Thank you, you, Dave. Good to talk with you. By the way, that is uh, the longest... Dave has ever been willing to stay on the air.
9: So. Yes, he's usually very pithy, yes. in and out, real Not, quick. He didn't want to let go of you, though. That was just good. <laughs> no, I've, I've been admiring Dave and the points he makes for years now. He's, he's always got a concise way of stating the, the freedom philosophy, and I think that's great. We need yeah. more people like him. So your point is, then,
4: your larger point that you wanted to talk about this segment.
9: Pitch us again. It's that most of the stuff that we're talking about in talk radio, the media, or wherever the politics is discussed, that I think these things are largely distractions. For instance, transgender issues. I don't think that that's a big issue in this country. I don't think it's a big issue which tyrant has documents that he's not supposed to have. Yeah, but
4: where do these stories come from, do you think? Like the transgender thing, you're right, it's not that important, but— It is um, a kind of a stink bomb story where, you know, there's certain stories where you just know it's going to cause people to freak out on both sides and, and yell and scream one way or the other. And those are very effective. Do you think that somebody is pushing those stories because they will distract us? Or if there's some organic thing going on where we just gravitate towards noise as people now and... And uh, that encourages the
9: media outlets to go with the noisy stories. What I actually think, Todd, is that it's a – I think people don't see the real issue at hand. For instance, you talk about teaching CRT in schools or you talk Mm -hmm. about teaching transgender issue in schools. The issue to me is the fact that there's a public school to begin with. So they're robbing people of their money to finance this stuff.
4: Right. So and the, that's where the idea of a new party comes yes, in. Yes, because the issue we, to me. people are shocked when they hear a, a position like that articulated. But the but the CRT and and um, strippers going into classrooms these are all things that speak to the problem with having a centralized school system. If a a particular school decides to do these things in a market driven system, then they have to deal with the market. And face the repercussions that might accrue to them if they're doing things that parents think are not productive for their kids. But if you have a centralized, uniform, government-run school system, then any pile of nonsense that this rigged system decides to start uh, getting excited about, everybody has to
9: confront. Sure. And you and I had a discussion yesterday about euphemisms and taxation in, in, who controls the language controls everything. So you say taxation, it doesn't sound so bad. You say public school, it doesn't sound so bad. You say the curriculum, it doesn't sound so bad. If you put it in plain language and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a government that's going to rob you and steal your money and then compel your kids to go to school or we're going to do indoctrinate them. People would rebel against that very quickly. But because they dress up the language, convince everybody that this is the normal way to do things, everyone goes along with it, which is why I think we need to start calling things for what they are. Taxation is worse than theft. It's robbery because it's done at the point of a gun. Mm -hmm. I mean, it may not seem like it, but refuse to pay your taxes and see if the cops don't show up with guns. So you're talking about robbery. You're talking about compelling kids into schools and you're talking about forced indoctrination. These are all horrible things and they need to be named and identified. And I think that's what we're in the process of doing. Yeah.
4: So it's a long process, I think, because there's an organic uh, thing that has to be confronted. You know, we've got to sift through the ideas, start to assemble them into a program, into a a set of agenda items perhaps, and, and then get moving from there. So it's percolating right now. I think we're in a good place.
9: Yeah, I think so, too. And I hope we get some good reactions coming from the people listening, because I think it's about time they have a system that actually protects their rights and liberties and doesn't abuse them. Which we do.
4: We have the, uh, you know, the Constitution has been approved for that system. <laughs> it has. It
9: just it hasn't been put into practice. So... That's the next step. Yeah. Maybe it's time to, for, for something else that can be tried to actually protect our liberties because the Constitution, I hate to say it, but it hasn't accomplished
4: it. So you think that it needs to be
9: revamped? I think that we need to have a new imaginative way of looking at things.
4: Yeah, because so that's what I yeah. imagine is that people just need to, if people have a conviction, if the American people have a conviction that small government is the necessity to liberty and that's what the founders believed and laid out then what the american constitution represents is fine the problem is that the people don't
9: believe in the american constitution because they haven't been exposed to it well that's true and i don't know how to do that but i think we need to focus on the goal which is liberty and then think of ways to achieve it what's best and i think we could accomplish it well uh there's no reason not to try. There certainly isn't. What, what have we got to lose, to quote the famous Donald Trump? What have you got to lose? Vote for me. Was that <laughs> the
4: point he was making? That's
9: what his point. Our point oh, is, what have you got him. to lose? Buy into our ideology. He was telling <laughs>
4: minority voters. <laughs> yes. Yeah, vote for me. Things yeah. couldn't get worse for you. <laughs> and that's a pretty powerful point, too. Uh, I think it is. The thing is to get people to see it that way because people have a tendency not to see things as being as bad as
9: they are. Right. And you make the best point. Republicans don't win anyway because that's always the thing. We're going to take votes away from Republicans. OK, in this state, they don't win anyways. And even when they do, what do they accomplish? So yeah, and here that's, we really have nothing to and lose. And that point's
4: been driven home in the last couple of election cycles in a frustrating way. So I think the pump is
9: primed. All right, All right, Michael Leibowitz, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, and thanks to the audience. What'd they do? They listened. Ah, that's true. I guess they did. Without them, it's just you and I talking, and we don't need these microphones that's to do that. That's a good point. All right,
4: we're going to—no We traffic today, but Mark Christopher will be back tomorrow, and we'll get a weather update right now and go to the news on WTIC.